Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 18. We're discussing the first Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. Yeah, man. It's it's dropped. It's finally here. We yeah, got a look. Finally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll also be talking a little bit of MCU speculation. We got phase three kicking off here in just a couple of weeks. Well, a week for some of you out there. You Two me. weeks for us here in North America. <laughs> Yeah, they're talking a little bit about convention season. You know, we've got a lot of cons going on. And we've got our big local one coming up here in just a week. So we're going to be seeing guys like Stan Lee, oh, Michael yeah. Coltier, treating us to some panels and autograph sessions and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to give a little bit of insight as to how we attack these conventions. Yeah, so that comic book culture going yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was on a little flight down to Houston this yeah. past week, and I was... Well, it took that opportunity to revisit The Force Awakens. Nice, nice. First time since I saw it for the second or third time in theaters. Yeah. I watched it twice, actually, on the way there and on the way back. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, uh, I, I tell you, man, I know we've talked almost ad nauseum about all this stuff. But yeah. But I, I, like, just this ne- third viewing, fourth viewing, just phenomenal. Just gets better almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really nice. And I was doing a lot of kind of Easter egg hunting mm-hmm. while I was watching it. And the the guy that created Constable Zuvio yes. tweeted out and showed exactly yeah. that it's less than a frame. Like it's like a the so it's when Finn and Ray are running through kind of the Jakku market. The yeah. I think. Yep. He paused it on the exact frame. You can see Zuvio's back. Yeah. So he is in oh, the movie. Man, I saw that you you, you tweeted yeah. it at me there. <laughs> oh boy. So Blink your eyes gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's even less than that. Like, I don't even know if you could actually see it if you didn't like do the frame by frame pause. Exactly. So that makes me feel a little more justified for buying all the the characters and yeah. stuff like that. But they even talked about it a bit. J.J. Abrams, I think, made reference to it as well as the creator, the guy, at the creature shop at Lucasfilm or whatever. Okay. And they said it was never intended to be a character. Oh. And never, they never had lines or anything like that. But it was really about this kind of this background character concept that Star Wars has mm-hmm. and that George Lucas always has that every character gets an action figure. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. Going back to uh, your collecting from the toys a while yeah. back, you are talking about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like no matter if they had a split second. And this is very, very much that. So yeah. I can't remember the creator's name, but just go search, search Constable Zuvio on Google and you'll see that frame. And I couldn't pick it out like yeah. watching it on the on the airplane or anything like that and i'm sitting there pausing but it was yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun to go back and try to pick out some of those easter eggs yeah definitely so, and then jj abrams i don't know if it's at CinemaCon this weekend or mm-hmm. what but he was talking he's been talking a little bit about kind of expanding on some of the stuff that we did see some of the stuff that we expected to see in the blu-ray content That's right. one thing that we weren't really expecting that he did kind of drop he made a little reference to ray's parents yeah i, th- I believe it was chris rock chris rock was interviewing oh, was, him. okay yeah, okay yeah, yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has some very choice words about Batman vs. Superman, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay, I got to check up on that. <laughs> but uh, he kind of made reference to the fact that Ray's parents weren't in episode seven. Mm-hmm. And then quickly backtracked. Yeah, after he blew up the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the internet exploded. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's not Han Solo. It's not Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It's someone different. Could it be Ben Kenobi? Could it be, you know, whoever? Right. right. And then he slowly backtracked on it, saying, "Well, Ray doesn't realize that her parents are around or anything like that." Exactly in so episode seven. Yeah, in episode seven. Yeah. So it's kind of still out there. I'm still, I'm still on the, the Skywalker. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. That hasn't changed. Even when I first heard that, I'm still like, "No, this can't be right." Yeah, yeah. So again, he's just out there stirring the pot of it. I think yeah. he's having a little bit of like, you know, regret about not directing episode eight. Yeah, and not being in this universe. You know, I know it's a lot of work for these oh, guys yeah. and that, but he has this love, passion for it. But at the same time. I'm still a little happy. You know, he's a great director, a great guy to transition this 
to the new generation. Definitely. But it's nice to have a different flavor. So this is what the original trilogy was. That's three right. different directors for all three movies, That's right? That's right, because Lucas just did the first one, yeah. episode four. Yeah, and then his, his old professor or something did, I can't remember the guy's name, it doesn't matter. Sorry for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> did Empire, though, I believe, Did right? Empire, yeah. and then someone different did Return of the Jedi. Yes. And so you got three different movies by three different directors, three yeah. slightly different directions. Yeah. And I think that really helps with the flow and the changing Absolutely. up. Whereas the prequels, you kind of had this, yes, it was consistent filmmaking, consistent cinematography and that, mm-hmm. but the story was relatively yeah. kind of a bit shaky in parts. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. Also, while I was down there, you know, I'm, I'm very much into this. Do not, as a collector, yeah. give in to scalpers. Oh, man, yeah. So I've been chasing the Disney Store exclusive Elite series. Yes. Diecast, six-inch, original trilogy action figures. Mm-hmm. Very, very difficult to get. They've done, I think, two or three releases now. Yeah. And they're really, really hard to get your hands on, particularly the original trilogy. Right. And I was able to get Darth Vader through this draw. I think I spoke on it about a while ago. Is that my wife was, you know, in the... Disney store and they do this draw and they only send like 16 to the store yeah. and they really released the Boba Fett, all of them back in. Mm-hmm. She found a Boba Fett for me. So yeah. She's been killing it, but we could not find the Stormtrooper. When I was down in Houston, I had the fortune enough, a uh, little time off business, was able to run into a Disney nice. store and found the Stormtrooper. So these things are going for a pretty penny online right now. I bet, but they're beautiful looking. They, they look like little hot toys that yeah. are seven inch scale. Like these are great looking figures. And they're, yeah, they got the weight to them. Yeah. And I'm a mint in box and I've talked about that a lot, mm-hmm. but like they look great in the box Absolutely. too, but they do come with nice little Star Wars bases. So mm-hmm. they're actually decaled up and they would be fantastic. And I'm very much leaning towards not only the original trilogy, but also the armored figures because yep. the faces on these like the six inch black series really top out on these when it comes to the faces. Yeah, and just getting better too. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But the faces on the Elite series are not really well. Yeah. The pose hard to look at. <laughs> the unmasked Kylo Ren's yeah. difficult to look at. So I've stepped away from those. Kind of the butterface figures. Exactly. Yeah, it's like they spend all this time on their, their armor and yeah. their chest and all that. Yeah. And then they're just kind of like, oh, well, we'll just kind of do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh no it's a great series and i would highly recommend getting into it it's difficult to get into but they are slowly really re-releasing them into the stores mm-hmm. and then on may 4th the whole kind of uh, star wars week that yeah. around there, the may the fourth be with you week and all that mm-hmm. disney store is doing lots of promo stuff that's so cool there's an online there's a really cool boba fett statue that they're putting out right. online only and then on may 4th which i believe is a wednesday this year mm-hmm. they're doing an in-store Boba Fett uh, prototype, so all white armor in the, in the, in the Elite series, nice. the die cast. So nice. look out for that. That's going to be another one of these ones. You got to go to the store at like noon, get in line, yeah. get your raffle ticket, and hopefully you're one of the ones. Are you going to go and do it? My wife's going. Yeah, yeah she's nice. a champ. She's a champ. You know, <laughs> she's she's keeping me in the uh, in the black when it comes to uh, these uh, collecting these guys. That's and, cool. And getting into that. Otherwise, you're going to eBay. And again, with these, just wait it out. Yeah, because the people will go in buy them yeah and it's nice that disney sort of limits them but they'll go in and buy them and then they'll end up on ebay for three four five times the price oh my goodness just play the cooler on these and let let the market come down let equalize a bit if you do chase these things like i'm a firm believer now i got burned once on a black series figure early black series figure Mm -hmm. which figure is this the 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 darth maul oh yeah Yeah. that's a good buy though but still i got burned on it it was really hard to get Mm -hmm. and i paid 50 bucks for it oh wow and then i found it in retail like a week or two later oh, and i was like ah oh, i'm never doing this again i'm yeah. playing the cooler and i've done the same thing with the black series and you've done the same thing too Definitely, right yeah wait out the phasma wait out the fin you mm-hmm. know well the fin is stormtrooper you can find the yeah you check it anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> but uh yeah anyways that's collecting for the week yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, great stuff it's great buy you gotta yeah you got some nice stuff going on here boba fett looks just incredible the gun looks 
Just yeah, wow. and this one's a slight variant on the original that they released. This one's got a cape on it. Oh, cool. So it's a little different, a little more detailed, so I'm happy to have this one, actually. I nice. didn't end up getting the original released one. So what's um, the common ones you can find at the Disney store right now? So most of the Force Awakens ones, Yeah. Um, with the exception of maybe Rey without a lightsaber. Oh, okay. So the original release, Rey. So Rey came, no lightsaber, because it wasn't released yet or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. And she has a BB-8. Uh, but now you can find the rays with a blue lightsaber. Cool. It's the same figure. It's just got the plastic blue lightsaber That's cool. in it. That's <laughs> And then, then Mask Kylo Ren's pretty easy to find. Yeah. And generally all the armored figures, your Phasma, Kylo Ren, the, both the Stormtrooper and the Flame Trooper are pretty easy to find. Finn's there. Mm-hmm. So generically, the Force Awakened ones are pretty easy to find. Yeah. Any of the ones, so there's a prequel ones, there's a Maul, Grievous, and uh, Anakin, Anakin yeah. uh, Clone Wars. So it's one from each movie. Yeah. The Grievous is the other one that's hard to find in the prequels. Maul is okay to find, and Anakin's pretty easy to find. Okay. And it's all within the frame of release. Usually these things go within a week or two. And the, the guy told us the story of the Stormtrooper went in 15 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> so does the Black Series ever kind of piggyback off these guys with an Anakin being released? Do you think uh, the Black Series will kind of take note and be like, okay, let's give them an you know, Attack of the Clones Anakin or Grievous now? Or they just stick to their own kind of script? Well, they're, they're pretty much... Like, the release of the Force Awakens ones mm-hmm. was pretty much the same as the kind of first wave of the Black Series. Right. So you're seeing a lot like the Finn. And they're very similar sculpts. They're just yeah. die cast. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if they see kind of that, you know, an Anakin's going or a Grievous is going. Because we haven't got a Grievous in the Black, Black Series, series yet, scale right? yet. Which is so, surprising. Yeah, so it's something that they could see, oh, okay, this is doing well. And mm-hmm. we'll kind of snowball with this. And you end up with a Grievous or something right. like that. So that would be, it'd be interesting to see. Because he's a big, big character. Right. So it, they might do him on like a like a proper, like a scaled character where you have a much bigger box. So kind of maybe something that's more of an exclusive or something yeah. like that. Yeah, good call. Yeah, so this past weekend, CinemaCon. So another, yeah. we're into big convention season here. And yep. particularly the ones in the States. So this one was in Vegas, I believe. And this one was just a convention of uh, national theater owners, I believe. Oh, okay. So it's a bunch of the studios getting together and showing theater owners and all that kind of stuff. The movies that they have coming. Nice. They take this opportunity to launch some products. Cool. And get out there. So WB had a, a slight presence there. Yeah. And they dropped the, the officially announced the Batman solo film. Oh, nice. With Ben Affleck at the helm. Nice. And we were talking about this. We said the yeah. next move they got to do is announce that Batman. Yeah, they got to yeah. get it out there. Mm-hmm. And so there's lots of... It hasn't... I don't know if it's been officially confirmed... That Affleck is directing, yeah, but it's been heavily implied and yeah. heavily implied that he's writing it with Jeff Johns. Exactly, yeah. So, and we've spoken a bit about that. And I think it's, um, oh man, I might butcher this name, but it's uh, Kevin Tierhara. Oh, way better than I would have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. But um, he's kind of like I think um, the Kevin Feige. For, okay. For for uh, Warner Brothers over there, I think he's been on since Man of Steel. Okay. Like he's kind of been calling the shots since then. Yeah. Okay. It's good. So, so it's interesting like... to see what's going to come out of his um, vision. Excellent. What's well, that's good to see that they maybe they have they're starting to figure out. Okay, we need someone that's not Zack Snyder to, yes, <laughs> to do exactly. this. Yeah. So where do you think it's going to fall? So there's an untitled release date for WB DC Cinematic Universe, uh, October fifth, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. And then there's one November first, twenty nineteen. So I definitely think Batman's going to fall in the 18th spot. The 18th. Yeah. So that would put it in between Aquaman mm-hmm. and Justice League Part 2, I believe. Cool. Yeah, um, I would... I would. Uh, or, it, or the other is after Justice League Part 2. Right. You know what? Maybe it's Superman then. Yeah. Maybe it's Superman... Oh, shoot. We're in spoiler territory or... A little bit. Those are say spoilers yeah. for kind of the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So spoilers. I'm waving my hands here. <laughs> but um, yeah. So maybe uh, if it is a Man of Steel two, it's you know the return of the resurrection yeah. of, of Superman, and then we see him in, in 
you know, um, Justice Just League Part 2. Part 2, yeah. yeah. That, that would make yeah. sense. And then if you did the Batman, well, it's, it's most likely going to be a prequel. Well, so that's, that's what I was going to ask you. Territory. Do you think it's going to be a prequel? I, I, I really do think so. I think they, they made a point to age Ben Affleck's character mm. in uh, the Batman v Superman movie. And I think um, it would be pretty cool because it seems there's a lot of history going on with that character if you were to bring it back and bring him to the prequel era mm-hmm. where he has a boy, well, a Robin, and whatever goes on between him and Joker, or we could have, you know, a whole new character yeah, or exactly. villain. Because, yeah, they do allude to a lot of pretty dark history when yes. it comes to Batman. Like, so the Wayne Manor's burnt down. Exactly. You got the death of Robin or yep. a Robin of some sort. Yeah, Batman kills. So yeah. did he break this code, you know, before? Or... Exactly. Well, I guess we'll find so out. So there's a lot to explore, and I think we'll get a little bit of taste of that in Suicide Squad. Yes. And so it'll be interesting how they launch from there, because I agree. I think it should be a prequel, mm-hmm. but it'll be, again, it's one of these things is if you're shoving prequels and movies that are kind of out of order yeah. in here, and, you know, what do you, if Flash doesn't work, yeah. do you bump up Batman? So, yeah, it's weird, because, you know, because Wonder Woman's already going to be a timepiece, so that's going to be set way back. Yeah. Uh, we don't know when Aquaman takes place. So, yeah, you're right. It could be confusing to audiences. But I guess we'll also see how um, Disney pulls it off with yeah. Star Wars, yeah. uh, a Star Wars story, how they're yeah. going to do the, their thing. Yeah, so. those ones in there. So it's, it's yeah. all about the marketing, right? Yeah. And if they can get it out there. Everyone's going to see Batman. But the problem is, is when you're building these universes, if you start shoving movies in. Yeah. And I got a question for you when we start talk about Doctor Strange nice. and where you actually think that's yeah. Yeah. in the timeline. Because there are some references to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll see about that. Eh? Um, I, I, with Doctor Strange, I think it is going to be... I guess we'll get there after we're yeah. talking about the DC stuff. So, yeah. The Killing Joke. So this mm-hmm. is one of the most like celebrated graphic novels oh, in yeah. DC's history, right? Yes. It's a solo, I think it was 1988, okay. 1989. So it's yeah. quite a while ago. And it's like, I've read it. It's one of the DC graphic novels I've actually spent time reading and nice. rereading and stuff like that. And it's kind of revered as like the definitive Joker story. Yes, right? it's like an origin story yeah. of some sort. And right? yeah, it's kind of, it doesn't ever say his name, but it kind of gives yeah. you, it's like, this engineer mm-hmm. that is, that um, quits and wants to become a stand-up comedian has right. like a really shitty day, yeah. and he gets in you know in um, involved with the Red Hood gang, yeah. but he's yeah, it's it's really yeah, cool he, how they pull yeah, it off. Yeah, it's really because yeah. you go way back, you know, you always thought Joker became the Red Hood on his own means, right? And then yeah. you kind of find out that it wasn't all just black and white, yeah. right? So this is an Alan Moore written yeah. story. Is, was this considered canon? Like, is or is this kind of because I know yeah. it's kind of a one shot, yeah. But it does the continuity does pull through with Barbara Gordon. It does, like that, right? it does, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because Barbara Gordon gets paralyzed and then becomes the Oracle and whatnot. There, yeah. yeah. Explore some really dark themes in there too. Yeah, because you know, going off of um, the Dark Knight Returns with uh, Frank Miller, yeah. this is kind of the tone now we have yeah. for Batman going forward. So, yeah. so I'm gonna say yeah. spoilers here quickly when we're mm-hmm. talking about Killing Joke in case mm-hmm. you haven't read it or you want to visit it through the animated feature. And I, when I started thinking about it today, I was like, oh, this this is a lot like. Two Face's story in the Dark Knight. That's a good call. In the sense that it's Joker trying to drive Jim Gordon mad. So yeah. he, he abducts Barbara Gordon, paralyzes her, mm-hmm. strips her down, yeah. and then basically takes Jim Gordon to like this carnival or whatever. Yeah, that's and right. then kind of runs him through this tunnel when he has all these pictures of his his daughter naked, yeah. paralyzed, and all this kind of stuff. And it was all about proving that even the best of us, the best man, yeah. you know, the most upstanding citizen, will eventually break exactly. after having like one bad day. Yes. And it's all about this. And that's I thought, oh, that wow, that's really paralleled in the Dark Knight with 
Harvey Dent, yes. right? It's yes. a Joker trying to break the best of them. That's true. That's a good call. That's right. And I was like, this is really cool. So yeah. I never really realized how that was kind of weaved in, or if the, I'm sure it was intentional. Must have been influenced, eh? yeah, yeah, definitely. It was like, yeah, but breaking the best of us. And that's even said, right? Mm-hmm. He went after the best of us. Yes, he wanted yes. to break you, I think right? Batman says that, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. And it's like, he tried to break the Batman, but Batman wouldn't break his... And then it, the whole story is about like Jim Gordon wanting Batman to take the Joker in the right way yeah. and not go after him and kill him. So it was like he showed that he wasn't going to go crazy. And bigger like than that. that. Yeah. yeah. And there's really cool. I won't spoil the ending, but there's a kind of a really weird ending. Yeah. And there's kind of some implied things that go on and yeah. it's, it's off screen. And yeah. Off, off panel. Or Batman. Batman and Joker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's cool. really cool. But they, they announced it that it's going to be rated R. Yeah. An animated movie rated R. Yeah. I think that's the first one yeah. we've had in the DC it is. Yeah, it's it the is. only one other than Batman v Superman. Yeah. Because like, this will, I think Batman v Superman, no, it'll, it'll probably drop around the same time. I think yeah. this is around summer 2016. Right. Okay. Drops. There's no exact release date or anything like mm-hmm. that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. And we watched a trailer just before mm-hmm. we started and the animation looked a bit choppy. Yeah. So that, that's what art style is kind of cool. We're talking, it's kind of a throwback to the original Batman animated series, yeah. which is cool. But the actual frame rate and the flow of the characters yeah. was a little iffy and um i'm just coming off of watching batman bad blood the yeah. movie with um basically nightwing takes over the batman mantle and the fight scenes and the animation is great you know the drawings aren't the best but the way they flow is just incredible so seeing this being the follow-up i kind of expect a bit better yeah. so yeah and it's a lot of images in there of the like straight out of the oh yeah novel. a lot of the yeah, joker a lot stuff of callbacks. yeah it's yeah. great looks good it's something i'll definitely check out mm-hmm. and i'm interested because they i think where they went at this and said we're going to make this animated movie, this The Killing Joke. Yeah. We're going to adapt it, and we're just going to make it. We're not going to make it you know, PG-13 or R. We're just going to see what it comes out yeah. as. Yeah. And I guess it landed on the R side, so. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> which, which it should if it stays true to the source material. Mm-hmm. It is a very dark, twisted, and there's some really dark themes in there yeah. that they do play with, uh, particularly around Barbara Gordon. That. Exactly. Um, so it would be interesting, um, you know, Drop summer. I'm sure we'll get it and do a little bit of a review at some point here. And this isn't like a theatrical release, though. Is no, it? it's, it's straight a, to DVD. So, Blu-ray. are you familiar with the DC animated stuff? Not much? really. No, um, I've not seen really any. Of okay, because I've been watching it since the new Fifty Two. They've kind of launched like a DC War animated movie, and ever since then, everything's kind of been in continuity. They've kind of had this little universe. Oh, okay, but then going back to this now, it looks a little off because Batman's back in like his pre New Fifty Two costume. Uh, I don't see any signs of like a, a Robin or a Nightwing, but we do see Batgirl. Yeah, in the trailer, but you do also see a Batgirl in the movie I just watched, uh, Batman: Bad Blood. So I wonder if they're connected or if it's just its own interesting thing. So yeah, because yeah, that's one thing that DC does really well is mm-hmm. their animated stuff. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. I haven't seen. I've only. I don't know if I've ever really seen, but I know Sanjay raves about it. Yeah, and yeah, they're, they're they're great stuff. I bet Sanjay must eat it up. Actually, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. So look out for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, CinemaCon also, I'm just going to rattle through some of the announcements For that sure. we need. One of the ones that we had talked about before, MIB 23 officially oh, yeah. confirmed. Here we go. <laughs> this is the 22-21 Jump Street crossover with Men in Black. Yeah. And they announced that Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill are back. Mm-hmm. Uh, no word on Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Especially yeah. Will Smith doesn't seem to be returning back to no, any of his original properties. No, he really interested. Yeah. So. be interesting if they kill him off like they did in Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. So I know he's pissed off that they killed his character off in Independence Day. He should have taken the offer in the yeah, first place, I know. though, right? Yeah. <laughs> just even a cameo. It'd be nice if they just did a small cameo, like get these guys on set for a day. Yeah. And just have Jonah Hill and Shantan run into them and do something or whatever, right? Yeah. Or even run into them in like, say they, you know, they finished, they retired and they got kind of mind wiped and they just run into Jay and... And Tommy Lee Jones just working in yeah. some weird office together. Yeah. I don't know. 
That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see where they go with this. Yeah, it's. I think it'll be fun. I think it's going to be like it can't be serious or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. it's got to be very much self aware, just yeah. like this the second movie. Like the first Twenty One Jump Street was. It was a movie they kind of played a bit on the comedy, but the second one was like this super self aware oh, yeah. movie. They knew Definitely. what they were doing. They make reference to their budget and all that. Kind oh of stuff yeah, in the to movie. the previous one too. Yeah, and the yeah, exactly. Off of it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's good. And I, it'd be interesting to see where Ice Cube lands. Yeah. Oh yeah. shoot, that's really cool. Like, see if he's in charge of the whole MIB. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. <laughs> you know, agency. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. And then there's also James Cameron was there, and this man is mad. Yeah, like, he's genius, got, but mad. Yeah, he's got off his rocker. They announced four, like yeah. four separate Avatar yeah. movies set to be released in December of 2018. Wow, which comes opposite of Episode Eight. Oh wow, yeah. So that was rumored to have been moved. Mm-hmm. Like further, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, further into the next year into 2019, but. I guess they're sticking around, which yeah. I don't think is a great idea. Not at all. 2020, 2022, and 2023. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. I mean, Avatar had its day when it came out, 2008? Eight, yeah, I think. And, you know, it is this huge success, obviously. It's 2008. Or... I think it's eight, maybe nine. Yeah, maybe, I don't maybe. know. Maybe. And it was, you know, it was a big movie. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we're, they waited pretty long to... Zero cultural relevance. Yeah. Like, no, like, do you ever make any sort of reference to Avatar? No. Do you, like, I, 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 there's nothing there. Like, no, no one even, like... It dresses up as them or anything. No, I don't like that. remember the end of the movie. Now, no. like, I, I do remember it. there's some sort of odd sex scene. <laughs> yeah, there was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like that's a lot of movies, and like I don't know why it's going to be ten years out. And well, my biggest thing is is like, do they have some kind of like safety net of some sort? So if you're planning these four movies, and I'm guessing they're all going to connect, if you do part two and part two just bombs, what do you do? Just drop the whole franchise, or do you have a like a, like a, like a safe switch to be like, okay, this is how it's meant to end? Before we get to three, four, five, in case part I don't know. Like I, Cameron did refer to the idea that these are meant to be standalones oh. to a degree. Like they're connected and they're telling like this overall story arc. All on Pandora, the planet. Yeah, I guess. Like there's talk of like going to the ocean, and yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the same characters. Wow. Or, like that's a lot of movies, and I'm, I'm assuming they're going to have to either, either they'll do a prequel or they'll do some sort of like I don't know how you expand yeah. and continue to kind of push the narrative of the story so it's interesting. Exactly. Like, and then I'm going to get this whole wave of 3D stuff again. Like, oh, yeah. We're still paying the price of that. that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see my movies with glasses on anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Speaking about different movie-going experiences, mm-hmm. Sean Parker, so the, the original creator of Napster, yeah. was that CinemaCon with what's called, we call it the box, but I guess yeah. it's officially called the, the screening, screening room. room. Yeah. And this is the device that you buy for 150 bucks, and then you pay 50 bucks, and you can watch Civil War on your own couch Jeez. with your pants off and everything. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to. Or in your underoos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> but it wasn't really well received. Yeah. By, well, you're at a, a convention for theater owners or whatever it was. Yeah. And a lot of people spoke out, specifically WB, yeah. Todd Phillips, the guy directed uh, The Hangover and oh, okay. all those type of movies. And James Cameron even. Which is awesome. Yeah, he's been speaking about it for quite some time now. And it was a lot of this, kind of what we had talked about before, this maintaining this film-going experience. And this is how movies were meant to be seen. And it's not meant to have all these distractions around you and all this kind of stuff. So it was nice to see him not getting support for this. Because as we stated, yeah, I would probably do it if I wanted to watch 
maybe repeat watch a movie or mm-hmm. something that like I heard the boss is good and I'm not going to go to the theater and see that. Yeah. I'll eventually probably rent it on iTunes or whatever, but maybe exactly. it would be nice you get a couple of friends together, but for like the big films. Oh yeah. And I guess it's it's kind of wrong of me, a bit hypocritical of me to say, well, maybe I do these films for, and for, not everything. Yeah. <laughs> but if I had to choose one or the other, mm-hmm. I would say cinema every time. For sure, for right? sure. And I just rent the movies eventually. Yeah. But like I don't want to see Civil War on my like even no. like everyone's got kind of like a 40, 50, yeah, 60 50 average, yeah. And it's and I don't have surround sound yeah. or anything like that and I just don't think you get the experience not at all and we like when we talk before so we won't go too deep into it but like I'm on my phone when I'm watching TV yeah. even if it's something I really enjoy watching I'm still out checking my phone Stratted. I'll yeah. get up and get a bowl of cereal exactly. you know I gotta go check on the dog like you know yeah. all this kind of stuff right exactly there's always distractions where in movie theater it's like phone off in your yes, pocket and you're just in the everyone's zone. quiet and boom you focus exactly. for two and a half and hours that, that's how it should be yeah yeah so because actually speaking of that which is crazy um ign i brought up uh amc theaters were actually thinking about doing like a cell phone section for movie theaters so they're actually gonna yeah have like certain spots where you can be with your phone or they just have a designated theater for people with their cell phone and the very next day they just shut it down i guess the internet just backlash like crazy and they just brought it right down and they just backed out of this move which i'm grateful for because that's, that's a horrible idea the worst <laughs> they basically want to engage like the younger audience into the theaters and they want them to come into theaters more i guess but yeah. that's not the point no it's <laughs> going to the movies <laughs> if you want to be on your phone sit in the parking lot exactly like, <laughs> oh man the nerd room speaks out yeah <laughs> distractions in movie theater yeah. sit your ass down yeah before the trailers start yeah watch the damn movie exactly yeah <laughs> Definitely. So, don't come too late to the theater either, oh, too. I, I hate that. It drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like I, what was the last Batman for Superman? Superman? Someone walked in front of us. And what did you say to them? Uh, I can't remember. Like, just, just in time? Or yeah, just way to be time. on time or something? Just the worst. Yeah, I hate horrible. that. Horrible. So. Put your cell phones away and show up on time. Yeah, listeners. Even if you've got reserved students, doesn't mean you can show up 15 minutes exactly. in the movie. Exactly. Like, yeah. Get out definitely. of here. <laughs> yeah. Last little bit of news coming at uh, CinemaCon there was... As we expected, Deadpool yeah. 2 gets officially announced. Definitely. With the entire creative team, the yeah. director, yeah, Ryan Miller. Reynolds. Yeah. yeah, all of them coming back. Nice. No real announcement on exactly when it's going to come out. So there's those two kind of mystery dates yeah. that Fox said. So it's probably going to land in one of those. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be Gambit. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing's, this thing's shoving up on $800 million globally, Wow, good which for is, it's I think right now it's not, it's about 740 or 760 so it's creeping in really close to Guardians of the Galaxy territory. That's incredible. It's ahead of Winter Soldier. And the budget that was behind yeah, this Yeah, 56 million. Oh my so that's gosh. one thing that the, the director, I think, was talking about they not they don't want a two hundred million dollar budget for this yeah. right they want to may they don't need to escalate this it doesn't need to be huge they don't need to throw everything like we're not, I don't or I hope at least we're not going to get all of a sudden well Wolverine shows up and then Cyclops yeah. shows up and Professor X shows up exactly and, unless it's doing this in kind of a real satirical way yeah yeah I mean, a very very minor thing yes. that would be pretty funny mm-hmm. but. I think what they're going to do with this is they're going to continue to push this. Very similar tone, yeah. but again, with Cable, because that's the only kind of real information we got, right? Exactly. That Cable's going to be in it. Yeah. And if they keep pushing a similar tone, sticking with the rated R, of course, mm-hmm. and not trying to go too big, too quick. Yeah. I think it'll it'll do really well again. That's right. Well, I think they also had talks of um, X Force movie too. They're trying yeah. to say, but I think they're trying to say they want that to have an X ra- or uh, rated R yeah. tone as well. Which um, I don't think that's necessary. Deadpool X-Force. centric, yeah, for sure. But if you have Deadpool in there, can you scale him back enough yeah. on a PG thirteen? Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they progress. I could really see Fox 
starting to really lean on this rated R stuff. Yeah, kind of just uh, embrace it. Yeah, it's really worked. And because they're the only ones that really, because even in the X-Men movies, they do drop the one F-bomb they're allowed, right? With the PG-13 writing. Mm -hmm. So they've always kind of walked that line. And now that they've leaped way over it, it'll be interesting to see if they push more of their movies this way. Yeah. Or if this is just kind of some trend that we're going to see a lot of comic book movies go down. That's right. And eventually we're going to end up in bus territory once you get a poor rated R movie. Mm -hmm. So in a sense that people aren't going to see it and it's also rated R so you're not getting just kids going to see it. That's true. That's true. And you know what? It does make sense because I think about... You know, with uh, X Force, you can if you don't make it R rated, you can probably capitalize more off your toy market. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, well, Marvel still owns the rights to the toys, so they don't even have that in their pocket. No. <laughs> so they might as well go rated R, <laughs> have fun with it. Yeah. One other big thing that dropped it wasn't it was a day or two after we recorded last week was they dropped the title card and officially announced the title of the Spider Man. Yes. Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. And I was convinced, mm-hmm. I'm still not fully convinced here, <laughs> that this was anything more than just a production title. Yeah. Like what they were filming the movie under. Right. Because um, it seemed very on the nose to yeah. me. Yeah. Right? So, In so many ways. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the, of the title? You know, every day it grows on me more and more. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I didn't care for it. Because again, I know there's a comic called Spider-Man Coming Home. Yeah. So I didn't know if this was a play on that. But then, you know, like we said, it hits so many things on the nose, whether he's in high school and it's a homecoming dance, whatever, or he's coming home because he's back with Marvel. But each day, like I said, it grows on me more and more. And I think the title's pretty fitting. If they were to change it, I wouldn't be upset. But if they stick with it, yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm still on board. What do you think of the title card? It was very kind of 1960s-esque yeah. looking, right? It yeah. Kind of almost look a bit more animated. Yeah, I didn't like it. No. I didn't like the way it looked at all. No. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see if that evolves through time. Because that was, seems to be the opinion that I've gotten from a lot of people. Yeah. That are, that are a little bit closer to Spider-Man. Is there, but this title card, it kind of doesn't really fit. Yeah, especially like it doesn't even fit the Marvel universe well and it definitely yeah. doesn't look like a Sony like you know the Sony thing's always been surrounded by webs and very yeah. Sam Raimi yeah. like but this just kind of looks out of place between both uh, studios yeah. yeah and Kevin Feige's been talking a lot about this movie yeah and in just kind of reassuring I think the fans that this is a Sony produced yeah. movie yeah but a Marvel control creatively controlled yeah. movie so good hands because he because he did uh, Spider-Man 2 Right? Yeah, Kevin Feige. Yeah, well, he worked did. on it. And like, I think they even sent Feige the script for Amazing Spike, all the yeah. Sony leaks, yeah. right? So I think he has a part of it because it's still a Marvel Studios production, kind yeah. of. Like it's, so I think that there is some interaction there. Yeah. But he's basically saying, you know, like they're introducing the character, they're writing the script, yeah. they're doing the casting, yes. all of that. Mm-hmm. So they have the control. And we're seeing a lot of casting news already yeah. start to serve. So this is a 2017, July 2017. Yeah. So it's creeping up, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to be a year away from it and yeah. not too long. Mm-hmm. And so this thing's got to start filming within the next, I'm going to say, four months, five months. Yeah, pretty soon. And so they've got to have a script in place and they have the director in place and they're starting to cast people. Yeah. So there's rumors that Michael Keaton, Batman's own. Yeah, Oscar nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Let's speculate a bit on the villain. Who could yeah. this be? Are they going to go something different? You know, we've seen Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. We've seen Norman Osborn. Yeah. We've seen Harry Osborn. We've seen Electro. Electrum, Lizard. Lizard, Sandman, yeah. all these yeah. people. Do you think they're going to go with someone that's the same? Kind of repeat maybe like a Norman Osborn? No. Well, we'll see. The, the, the talks is going way back to Sam Raimi's universe. Um, Spider-Man 4, the villain was actually meant to be the Vulture. Yeah. And they're actually going to put Felicia Hardy in there. But she wasn't going to be a black cat. She was going to be the Vulturess which is horrible. <laughs> and then going into Amazing Spider-Man, the reboot, they still want to push for the Vulture, but they still didn't do it. So I've been hearing talks more and more that they are going to go with uh, the Vulture, Adrian Toomes. 
Okay. And looking at Keaton's age, he could be playing the Vulture because Vulture is like a senior. Yeah, he's an old man, like shaved head. Exactly. Kind of... And he kind of strives for youngness or youth. He's, he keeps okay. trying to hold on to his youth. And there's a storyline where he becomes younger. But, um, you know, he could be the Vulture. He could be an Uncle Ben flashback, for all we know. Um, I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, it could be an Uncle Ben flashback. Or he could maybe just be Captain Stacy. Captain Stacy was pretty old. In the comics okay. originally, so this, this he could be plenty of people. Yeah, what yeah. about like Craven or yeah, or... Craven? Yeah, you know, I, I did hear that too that he could be Craven. Um, yeah. Is he too old? For I Craven? think he's too old. Like it's I'd love to see size. Craven done right. Yeah, Craven has to have the size, and he has to have. Uh, I believe Craven's Russian, and he needs to have not that Rhino accent from Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> too, but he he should be a pretty uh, superior to Spider-Man. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Michael Keane's great talent, so you yeah. bring him in there wherever he's playing. He's, yeah, he's gonna my first justice. thought was Norman Oz. Osborne. Yeah. Yeah, he does have the screen presence in that, but mm. is he a Norm? Like, when you look at him, do you say Norman Osborn? Yeah, you know what? Um, not necessarily for Norman Osborn, but for the Goblin, I could see that. Yeah. Like, I could see the crazy. Yeah. You know, because he can do crazy. Yeah, he's done, he's shown yeah. that, right? Yeah. On, on both sides. So he does have yeah. the chops to do something. For sure. And he, like he can that. play a villain, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, if he was Norman Osborn, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I'm just hoping in this universe they take their time with Norman Osborn. Yeah. Kind of build him up like a Thanos almost. Yeah. Just make him this big, bad, big brother. He has his eyes on Peter the whole time kind of thing. But you never really see him. Because so, it would be so. curious to Norman Osborn if they could cross him back into the MCU. Like, it's going to be an MCU yeah. film and centric and all that. Yeah. But I don't know how the periphery characters or the villains work. Like, if there's going to be some sort of reference to Norman Osborn and then in the next movie that Tony Stark's in he yeah. makes reference to Norman Osborn and he right. shows up and there's some sort of like competitors or at yeah. least that in the past they were some sort of competitors yeah, I hope so like, I really want to see you know Oscorp against uh, Stark Industries yeah I'd love to see that yeah, yeah. so it would be interesting to see because they kind of had that development in uh, uh, Iron Man 2 yeah with, Hammer know, yeah exactly yeah. Justin Hammer they had that kind of that rivalry going and it would yeah. be interesting to see if there was another player there right oh yeah and then what's the other one they uh, drop in Daredevil uh, the other oh, oh Roxxon Roxxon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I just yeah. love hearing those kind of things yeah so. it's fantastic yeah so lots of news coming out of CinemaCon. It's great to have these these conventions, right? Mm-hmm. And up in Canada here, so we have the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo yes. coming up next week. Excited. So this is the big one for us. Yeah. But it's very different. And I think throughout the States and throughout the world, there's a lot of these. This isn't a small convention by any means. We, there's a lot of cool guests. Like this year's like Stan Lee's coming up yep. again. Michael Coltier from Luke Cage. Yes. Charles Soule, the writer. He's doing Poe Dameron right now. Yes. He did Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, yeah. And he's done a lot of fantasy. Like he did... Um, Civil War, the the within Secret Wars, right. still a lot of cool stuff. This thing grew. I've been going to this thing for the better part of a decade now, nice. and it went from like ten thousand people showing up. Now yeah. there's over a hundred thousand. That's people that incredible, show up. It's, and it's it's so surprising to see so many people that love this sort of culture, this nerd culture. Yes, it, it's just such a great atmosphere, mm-hmm. and we're lucky enough this year to get media passes. Yeah, so we get to experience it from a different angle this year. Exactly, different than in the past. But it's it's all about this atmosphere, the panels, and going and getting autographs. Yes. And I've got a couple of things autographed by Stanley, and this is going to be his last appearance in Calgary. Wow. Because he's finishing up his, he's like 93, 94. Yeah. So he's he's kind of announcing that this is going to be his last appearances in Canada. I think mm-hmm. he's doing one in Toronto, maybe one in Vancouver. It's going to be one of our last, probably last opportunity to actually see him speak live. Yeah. And it's just, it's going to be like kind of a really cool thing to see. Definitely stand the man. Yeah. And there's always so much to do. There's there's lots of cosplay co- uh, oh. contests. And then there's the, the shopping. Oh, yeah, and, which is a whole other level. Because with these conventions, you get this concentration of people selling stuff. And you have to be careful. Like, mm-hmm. we'll throw maybe let's throw some kind of tips out here. 
kind of from like how we attack these mm-hmm. things as far as uh, conventions go. For me, like I go hunting basically for comic books and action figures. Yeah. And you have to be so careful, especially in the first couple of days mm-hmm. about you have to know what you're chasing. Yeah. And know your prices because usually the first couple of days, everything's jacked up. <laughs> the comics, the action figures, like you'll see Black Series, Force Awakens stuff. Yeah. Going for 40, 50, 60 oh, bucks wow. per uh, six inch figure. Yeah. And then you get comics there that you look at them and they're priced at seven, eight, ten bucks a wow. comic. And there should be about two bucks. Horrible. So when you're going in, I'm a little more erratic when I'm shopping for comics because, like, I have like a certain back issues I'm always collecting. Nice. But then I'll pull something out and I'll be like, oh man, this looks like this is, you know, pristine. It, it looks like a really cool cover. Yeah. But I don't know really much about this run. Right. So I usually use, uh, there's a mycomicshop.com. Mm-hmm. I always have it on my phone. Type in the, the comic and just see kind of and that gives you a relative scale of what it's worth because it's kind of like an auction site nice and it'll give you an idea of what things are worth yeah and so you're not in there kind of second guessing you're like oh this maybe looks like it's worth 20 bucks but is yeah. it actually and then you go on there and it says no oh, you know you should pay about three. Oh wow and that's a great tool my comic my comic shop.com yeah is there is it an app or just a no website? it's just a website that's a great thing to have though yeah, yeah and it just kind of gives you a relative scale of what things are worth and yeah. I think that really helps because I find at these conventions everything's always jacked up yeah it's not it's less about going in and getting everything that you want and more about getting in and getting that one or two special items that sometimes you can find yes and you pull something out and you're like, these guys usually have like, for a certain amount of times, would be like half off cover price or half mm-hmm. off listed price. That's the kind of stuff you want to get at. Definitely. And you want to stay away from the big stuff because you can just, you can, and you get like wrapped up in the atmosphere and everything, right? And oh, you're, yeah. You're running around and you're like, oh my God, you know, I've never seen an Anakin Black series. Yeah, that's and, me. <laughs> but, it's, but it's 70 bucks. What yeah. do I do? And you're kind of back and forth. And like I said, play the cooler. Eventually, Maybe you'll have to go to eBay, yeah. like paying exorbitant amount of money for this stuff, especially the more recent stuff. Mm-hmm, it's, it's, it's a bit difficult. Yeah, Funko Pops are. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. what's it like over there with the Funko Pops? Oh, it is something Killers. else. Like yeah. every single vendor has Funko Pops. Wow. And my caution on those are: every store has Funko Pops. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Chapter so, yeah. comic book shop. Exactly. Yeah. And my my thing would be. You know, you know the price of these things are on average between twelve and sixteen bucks. Okay, don't pay more than that. Yeah, like last year I went, I completed the Age of Ultron uh, series for ten bucks a Funko Pop, and so wow. that's a pretty good deal. So wow. it's it's going in and hunting and finding those things, right? Because these vendors they're there to sell, yeah, but they're also there to make money. Exactly. You no, know, they're not your best friend. No, no. <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> and yes, it's it's great to have all this stuff concentrated in one area. Yeah. But just just be careful. That's all. That's kind of my kind of overall tip for yeah. when you're doing your shopping. Mm-hmm. The other thing I have to say is kind of plan your day. Yeah. Because they released the programming, you know, a week or two before. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to see Stan Lee panel, if you want to see this or whatever, make sure that you plan that out because it's a relatively big area. And this mm-hmm. goes for every convention. All these yeah. kind of these tips or whatever you want to call them, a little bit of advice or going into these things because there's panels every day, there's signings mm-hmm. and. All that kind of stuff. The autograph thing is a big thing. If you want yeah. a particular autograph, that would go there first. For sure. It's not going to be easy. You get Sometimes you get in these lines and they're hours long. And if you Huge. haven't paid a VIP pass or whatever, you might miss out on these oh, guys. Yeah. For someone like Stan Lee, yeah. this is your last opportunity. If Unless you're going to another convention in Toronto or something, mm-hmm. 
particularly in Canada, yeah. to get his autograph exactly. if you really want it. And you know, there's guys like Peter Mayhew's going to be there. Yeah. The guy who plays Chewbacca. Yeah. Right? So, and cool. The unfortunate thing about these conventions, though, sometimes is that you do see people dropping out quite late. So they lost all the Walking Dead people. Oh, no. Yeah, because they guess there's scheduling conflicts and stuff like that. Shoot. The expo does a really good job at making sure that there's enough presence of media guests. For sure. That it's still worth your price. Oh, yeah, mission. absolutely. And I would say even... Just just to be in the atmosphere exactly. and get on it. the floor for a bit. It's worth it. Yeah. And yeah. to go to a panel or two. Like they had the, the women of Marvel there last year. Yeah. Like I, my daughter was like only a couple months old. We yeah. went and seen Peggy Carter. Yeah. Or uh, Haley Atwell speak. That's and, so cool. Yeah, guys uh, like Rosie Dawson was there, I think, too, wasn't she? Was that last yeah, year? So, yeah. 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 So, Stephen Amell from Arrow. It's it's a great turnout. It's so yeah. much fun. And it's that goes for every kind of local convention, whether yeah. it's because there's some around here, there's the red and white around here too. Very small comic convention yeah and this is like your massive scale but you can get a ticket for like 30 bucks yeah. or something like that yeah. i can't remember i think they're like 90 percent sold out in calgary right wow. now and you can't buy them at the door either it's you all have to pre-buy so yeah. don't just show up in like a giant cosplay yeah. and be like oh, i want a ticket <laughs> yeah so, so go out not... there and get your tickets now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, and make sure and we're gonna be running around there i'm thinking about maybe we'll make up some t-shirts and if anyone that listens is there and spots one of the t-shirts i'm gonna keep a couple extra in the yeah. backpack we'll we'll chuck you out a t-shirt or something like cool. that cool cool um so yeah we'll be we'll be there on and off throughout the weekend. I think yeah. we'll be going to go on Thursday, yeah. kind of get a lay of the land, maybe do a little shopping. Oh, yeah. And then Friday, Saturday, hopefully we'll get some interviews yeah. and uh, kind of run around there visiting some panels. Mm-hmm. But yeah, get out there and support your local conventions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even if there are 100,000 people, you know, it's still good because the more you support these things, the more people that go and yeah. consistently go, the bigger guests they're going to bring exactly. in. Exactly. It's, I think, the second largest in Canada Whoa. relative to Toronto. And so it'd be really nice to see this progress even further because they use, it's done on the Stampede Grounds, which is kind of in Calgary. It's our um, venue ground. Yeah, home to the flames. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's this big, huge venue. Like there's like kind of a stadium and there's smaller panel rooms and there's like a convention center that's attached yeah. to it and all that. And it's gone from one kind of small corner of this to the entire grounds. Yeah. It's even put out, because I volunteered there a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they had these huge tents where they yeah. do big panels. And, oh, man. Yeah. It's great. If you're a fan of video games, comics, TV series, shows yeah. in general, you know, it's it's all there for you. Superheroes, yeah. it's all there. Yeah. yeah, and there's even the, the there's a, a Lego building club in Calgary. Nice. And they come there, and they last year they had this massive Doctor Doom castle. Oh, and it had, oh like, yeah. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. It was awesome. And, yeah, so the Calgary Builders, they... They put construct this huge thing. It's got all the minifigures, yeah. and it's just this massive. It was like the thing was like six feet tall, yeah. eight feet tall. It's incredible. The castle, and it was it's just seeing stuff like that, like Weta goes, and they're the guys who do Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and, and, uh, and what was the other one? Uh, Harry Potter, that yeah. game was it Quidditch? Quidditch, yeah, yeah. They're playing that out there. Yeah, That's Quidditch awesome. Quidditch tournament, and they got LARP, guys that do LARPing. So yeah, it's such a broad spectrum. It's not just so comics cool. and movie stuff. Exactly, it's, it's all kind of nerd culture. Wherever you kind of uh, subscribe to, it's going to be there. Yeah. Get out there, support your cons. So, this past week, yeah. we got our first look at the most mystical, yeah. mysterious, supreme, supreme <laughs> look at a Marvel cinematic movie. Yeah. A little one called Doctor Strange. Yeah. And what are, you, what are your first thoughts on the Doctor Strange trailer? A little different yeah. than stuff we've seen before. Definitely, definitely. You know what? Um, I wasn't completely blown away by it. But, you know, I, there were some things in there I really appreciated. It kind of felt like Christopher Nolan's first Batman Begins a little bit yeah. uh, with Inception. I felt there's a little bit of those kind of things crossing over. It's going to be completely different than that, I'm sure. But I loved uh, Stephen Strange's voice. When you hear him narrating for a yeah. bit, it's so different than what I've heard from um, 
was it Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, it's so different from what I've heard from him because he has a, he's an English actor, yeah. I think, right? So uh, yeah, you know that's pretty cool. Um, there's nothing in there that really blew me away. I'm, I'm still coming off of the Rogue One trailer, yeah. which I'm just in love with, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, you know, all in all, it did its job. I think it piqued a lot of people's interest that had no idea about the property. I agree, yeah. and like I had a lot of friends who were coming and asking me questions and stuff like that about this, and I, I'm there with you that mm. when I first watched it. It's the first time for a Marvel movie that I was kind of like, well, you know, it looks good. I'm intrigued. I'm more yeah. interested than I was before I watched the trailer. Yes. But I'm not like jaw on the floor. They really showed a lot of his origins, right? Yes. Like they spent the first half of the trailer kind of demonstrating that he's this neurosurgeon mm-hmm. and there's some sort of accident. Yes. And there's a really cool shot with his hands and stuff yeah. like that. They spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. As opposed to showing like the mystical end of it, exactly. Maybe that's just a consequence. They just wrapped filming. That's true. They don't have a lot of the the CG done, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to show you some more complete shots. But it's a good teaser, I would say. That's what I would say. It's a yeah. good teaser. Yeah, it's not the best. No, but I think it does again give you enough information and it kind of introduce you a bit to some of the characters. Yeah. I think it's kind of missing a little bit of that Marvel humor. I mean, it doesn't have to be super funny, but I would like to see, you know, Stephen Strange is pretty arrogant, I believe, at yeah. first, right? So it would have been kind of cool to see him in the hospital, kind of cracking some jokes, yeah. but just being like a, a smartass at the same time, and then, boom, the car accident, and then he's like, whoa, and his right. life turns around. Something along it, those lines. He seems to going to have a very similar kind of arc that Tony Stark does, right? Yeah, exactly. He's kind of arrogant, yeah. bit of a prick. Yeah. You know, he's the best neurosurgeon or whatever world. kind of yeah. surgeon he's going to be in the world. His hands are everything to mm-hmm. him. And he kind of goes through this kind of redemption story about him going through some sort of tragic event. It's interesting because, like, what he's doing compared to Tony Stark, like, Tony Stark's, like, making weapons. Yeah, arms dealer. (laughs) And he's kind of saving lives. Yeah. He's probably just, like, some sort of arrogant dick. Yeah. And he needs to be, you know, knocked down a peg or two. But it um, it really looks like it's going to have similar redemption. Yes. And what did you think of his look, his little goatee thing? Ah, uh, Tony Stark looks like Tony Stark. Yeah, a little bit. Well, that's a funny. Which issue? I read an issue there. I think it's Iron Man. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. just gonna bring this yeah, up. It's yeah, so funny. And I think was it Steve that makes the no, remark, or was it Tony that makes Tony, the remark? Tony, you know, high five yeah, each other on the facial. The, the go-tos. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Love that. Yeah, it was a nice light <laughs> moment, and I think it was uh, issue five. Five. Yeah. yeah, Invisible Iron Man issue five. Yeah, where there's they get some interaction with Doctor Strange. Yeah. and Tony Stark sitting there. It's there's like three or four like panels in a row. Where he's just like. High five. Yeah, I love just, it. He's like leaving, and uh, Doctor Strange leaving him hanging. Yeah. He's like, I'm not putting my hand down. I'm not putting my yeah. hand down. And he's like, I can't remember if they call him like face, Goatee Brothers or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I love that though. <laughs> so the the character came out in 63. Yeah. He's a product of Steve Ditko. Yeah. He's in Strange Tales. And yes. so it's all around that same time that Iron Man's starting to, to come up. And so it's, it's really cool. And I'm really, that made me, that issue, more so than even the trailer, made me look forward to Someday, some interaction between yes. Stephen Strange and Tony Stark. Tony, yeah. Because, you know, seeing them in the um, Illuminati, you never really seen that kind of chemistry between them. No. Right? That interaction. Exactly. So yeah. to see that in that issue, I love it. By the way, that's a great comic. Um, you'd go out there and get Iron Man, Invisible Iron Man. It's yeah, awesome. It's fantastic yeah. stuff. And, like, there's a nice interplay with Doctor Doom in there. Yeah. Stephen Strange. Mary yeah. Jane's in there. Yeah, Mary Jane's yeah. in there now. That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's a really good comic. It's awesome, yeah. But we're going to do kind of similar to what we always do. We're going to play it here on mute and kind of do a little frame by frame, kind of go through it, explain some of the stuff. And I got some questions. I'm, I'm quite interested to see, particularly where, you know, Troy and myself think this is actually going to fall as far as the MCU timeline. Cool. Because this, unlike some of the other movies, there was a name drop in Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. right? I got to give a shout out to Brad. He's a, a friend and uh, he listens to the show and stuff like that. And he pointed out to me, he says, where do you think this is going to fall? And I said, yeah. oh, well, it's going to fall after Civil War sometime. And he yeah. said, but what about the Stephen Strange Reference. mention yes. in Winter Soldier? Exactly. So when Sitwell mentions them, yeah. I'm already assuming that 
he's at least on their radar to some degree. Mm-hmm. And to be on the radar, he would have had to go through his origin story. Exactly. I presume. Because otherwise, he's just a super surgeon. Big surgeon. Yeah. And so he's not going to fall on Hydra's radar. Exactly. Or like that. Yeah. And so I'm interested like, to speculate a bit of where this is going to fall. Mm-hmm. And then what we're going to do after we go through the trailer is just a little more MCU speculation. Nice. Like We're running into phase three here with Civil War in a couple weeks. Because mm-hmm. we're getting a lot here. We're getting Doctor Strange, a lot of information about Spider-Man. Yes. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, um, Star-Lord. Yeah. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Even Black Panther Day being in Civil War. That's and right. And probably what's going to come out of that. And so we're really being thrust into Phase 3. So we've got mm-hmm. 10 movies until we get to the end of the saga. Yeah. And so we're at the end here, we're going to maybe see where we see Doctor Stephen Strange showing up again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what we think the cinematic universe is going to look like over the next couple of years. Definitely. So I'm going to fire up the trailer here. Yeah, so our first image here is this vehicle in the water and a very injured Doctor Strange. Yes. It's really, I guess, kind of demonstrating to people... Here is some of his origins, right? There's mm-hmm. some sort of accident that's, yeah. that sparks all of this. Mm-hmm. And see, this is kind of the Batman Begins stuff I was talking about here. Yeah. Very reminiscent of a man on a journey. Yeah, exactly. Know? So yeah. this, I guess this, I think it's shot in Budapest. Cool. Maybe Nepal. Uh, so I guess, yeah, it's, it's revisiting kind of, it'd be interesting to see if this ties into Iron Fist a bit. Mm. So we're on this like mystic end, right? That's right. And it's it's a lot about this this ancient history, this this the culturally kind of the i'm gonna say kung fu but yeah. not really kung fu but this whole monks and monasteries and stuff like that yeah. right and you get to see a very haggard looking oh yeah and then we see the actress there um, rachel mcadams yeah, yeah. yeah so there's rumors and this is a bit confusing and i didn't really go back and really look into this but so people on the internet were calling her night nurse really yeah so it's a different character name than rosira dawson yeah. in the netflix series I can't remember the the name of the character or if she's actually been officially named. Maybe not. I don't think she's actually been officially named who she is. In the Netflix series or in this one? In this, in the Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. In the trailer, who her character actually is. So there's some speculation that she does have, that she is some sort of surgeon, maybe a friend of Doctor Strange's. Um, and so, cause she's kind of carting him along there after what appears to be his, uh, his car wreck. Yeah. How do you think he's getting into the car wreck? You think it's something like, is he drinking and driving or is he just being arrogant and flying around corners or yeah. how do you think that evolves? Cause I think that will play a lot into his story, like how he gets yeah. to this point. Like it seems to me he's going to be built, built, built on the best surgeon, best surgeon. Yeah. And then he gets to a peak and he's so arrogant and so cocky. He's racing someone. Yeah. And flips. I wonder, I think they'll stay away from the drinking and driving. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's Marvel movies, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. You know, it could be some kind of arrogance of he's racing somebody or maybe he's had a bad day at the, the hospital yeah yeah i don't know maybe you know what maybe he has a vision he sees some kind of magic thing and he stares out of the way like what the hell is this and boom yeah takes it, the car off it's interesting road. to say that because i was thinking not the other the other day after seeing this you know what if it's like the a vision of like baron mordo yeah exactly walking across the street exactly and he kind of does the veer exactly off, yeah and he's into the water and this is like kind of this this whole concept that maybe you know not everything's an accident exactly they've identified this guy and they want him but the only way to do that is to get him to go on to this personal journey exactly yeah steer him away from this arrogant life exactly that's what i was thinking yeah kind of flashing back and forth between what appears to be his sort of arrogant time and then his post-accident time exactly i really like the scene with the the water because the way he's moving his hands really oh, makes me yeah. think about kind of because he does a lot of like with the hand motions to do the magic yeah it does a spider-man yeah sort kind of, thing. of hand actions yeah exactly yeah. and kind of a lot of this waving of the yeah, hands. yeah that's a good call yeah it seems a lot like yeah that. really that's like right that. it's like choreographed almost how he's doing yeah it. and this scene here too with his hands kind of up in the the Pres- restraints yes 
and kind of all pinned. So it looks like they've had to basically like recreate his hands. Exactly. And as a surgeon too, right? Mm-hmm. That's everything to Oh, him. yeah. And Absolutely. so I think this is a lot where he loses his way. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, he usually wears gloves, right? Because his hands are all scarred. Yes, up. yeah, the yellow gloves. Yeah. yeah. There's some really kind of uh, classic images of his gloves coming off and him holding his hands up and they're just all scarred. Just haggard, yeah. Yeah, and just because from this accident. Mm-hmm. And we got Baron Mordo. Yeah. See, this is the scene, that scene when he's walking down in New York or whatever, yeah. that's the scene that made me think that something else with the car accident. Because exactly. he's kind of almost walking around like no one else can see him. Yeah. And maybe Doctor Strange is looking down at him and can see him. Exactly. But just the way he's kind of walking through the street and... No one's really paying attention exactly. to this guy with a katana on his back. Or right. <laughs> totally not in like their like attire at all. Yeah. Right? So it might be something like he's seeing images of Bear Mordo and this drives him to go to Nepal or wherever he ends up. Kind of chasing him. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. because Bear Mordo is a, um, a student of the Ancient One. Which kind of rivals at first. Yeah. yeah. So who we see here in the trailer. So this is our first look at the Ancient One. Yes. Who isn't an Asian man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah exactly. But I think it's an interesting take. So, yeah, I like that as a female. Yeah, yeah, and she's kind of a different. Like she kind of fits that role, right? Definitely. And she does have that prowess to her. Like you know, she's a bit kind of mysterious. Yeah. And with the shaved head and everything like that, I think it's a good choice. Yeah. And I think in a lot of these, I don't know a lot of the symbols that are in the kind of Doctor Strange universe, right? But there is focus. So we're looking right here at the the above shot. It looks like probably Baron Mordo and maybe Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. Doctor Strange. And there's all these a lot of symbology I think mm-hmm. involved in this. And you see similar symbols up in the uh, the window at the very end of the okay. trailer as well. Talking, oh, this is a great scene. Yeah, where she knocks him out, knocks yeah. the spirit out of his actual yeah into uh, the astral body. plane. Yes, yeah. so it's really cool. Big thing in, in Doctor Strange yes. coming out into the astral plane and seeing your body. And I stuff love like that. that. And the CG looks great. Yeah. Usually he pulls himself out and she's pushing him in. Right? Exactly. So this is, seems like the first shots mm-hmm. of it all happening. That's really cool. And again, and an inception look going on here. Yeah. I love this. And this is very much out of kind of the Steve Ditko era, oh, yeah. Jack Kirby stuff, right? Yep. That, and, you know, people are going to say Inception stole this yeah. or they stole this from Inception. <laughs> yes, exactly. But this is very much out of the Their... mind of the original comics. Exactly. Like all this kind of trippy. And... Psychedelic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is, and this is a little bit why I've always stayed a, a bit away from Doctor Strange <laughs> yeah. is that it's... It, it, it's a bit reminiscent too because even some of the the Jim Starling stuff, the Thanos stuff, mm-hmm. is a bit kind of like this dude's a bit out there. It's yeah. like these guys popped a bit of acid, yeah, and, <laughs> and went at it. But it's really cool. This translation onto film looks like it's it's going to be really really cool, and they're really going to push kind of I think a lot of the CG in this. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is Mads Mikkelsen's character. Yes, that's right because you see another shot after with his eyes. Yeah, you can see the eyes. And so I'm interested to see if this is. Like they're part of like this larger group of sorcerers or whatever, right? And he kind of breaks off, yes. And they're kind of chasing him. And I don't know if he's. Do you think he's going to be the main villain, or do you think he's going to be someone working for the main villain, something like that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's tough to say. I I don't know. Like he yeah. could because what's what's the the main bad guy with the flaming head? Is that Armando or Mondo? Uh, Dormammu or something? Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he's going to show up in this film or not. That'd be yeah. cool. But I think this is kind of focusing more so on. To Chilio, what's the name? Edgerford? Yeah. Edgerford and Cover Botch's uh, relationship yeah. before it goes away. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, I agree. Off. I think they're going to build that. They're going to be buddies through yeah. this. And then you're slowly going to see the seeds of this, like this uh, animosity between the two building. And then eventually he becomes kind of. I hope they don't do it all in this I movie. I hope not, yeah. And just because they have to be launching these things for trilogies or whatever exactly. or at least thinking beyond a single story yeah i don't i don't want them to go the green lantern route where it's like mike mark strong's character yeah. sinestro gets like a post-credit scene and he's yeah. like i'm gonna be evil now yeah. definitely know. don't want that yeah, <laughs> yeah that was re- reality bending mind warping sort of stuff yeah yeah climbing a mountain 
See, again, there with Baron Mordo, there's yeah, that kind scene. of weird scene on the street where yeah. he's kind of looking at him. There's no dialogue. So I yeah. feel like he's seeing images of him. Absolutely. That's, that's a really good pick there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the scene with the, cool. the city splitting. Separating, yeah. Yeah, it's Love interesting. Like, could these be different dimensions that they're able to travel on right? to? Or is it just the way that the city's kind of, like, if they're, I don't know. It's that's really so interesting. cool looking. Yeah. One of my highlights actually through this whole trailer. Is yeah, is that just, shot. Yeah. And then we get Doctor Strange basically who he says, Teach me yes. the ancient one. So he's he's fully on board. He seems like someone that would come in quite skeptical of all yes. this. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, actually? magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last shot coming in here with um the kind of the slow shot of his um cape, the long cape going on. Yeah. 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 It looks great. I like that. So let's yeah. going into the I'm gonna butcher this. There's a <laughs> lot of weird stuff, but Sanctum Santorium. Yeah. So that's walking up into that. And is that like his cave? Like his yeah, back like, cave? Or... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah okay. it's like his his sanctuary or yeah. whatever you want to call it. And you see the big flowing cave. Yes, that's cool. Yeah, not a real front view. So we've gotten views from the set photos and stuff. Yes. What's going to look like? This is the first time we're seeing the cape. I'm assuming it's some sort of CGI cape. Definitely, definitely. That's yeah. the thing they do these days now. Yeah, yeah. caves. So, like I said, there's not a lot of action in the trailer. Yeah. It intrigues you more than brings you in. Right. It's kind of like, oh, there's something different coming from Marvel. Yeah. Something very, you know, obscure and different that, than what we've seen from, even from the Thor world, right? Yes. Yeah. Because even that seems like it has a science to it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And, and they basically, Thor says that, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's science that you just don't understand. Yet. Exactly. And so this is even beyond that. Right. And this has been like Kevin Feige pet project for a long time. Right, right. Where do you think this falls in the timeline of the MCU? I, I would I'd have to imagine it would be during or before Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, because this movie is the cool as cool as the shots we've seen. It seems like it's still going to be a small scale movie. Yeah. So it's not going to be anything that kind of blows up New York or anything. Yeah. That, but enough to be on the Avengers radar or at least Steve Rogers. So I'd be interested to see if he gets a reference or post credit scene in yes. Civil War. Right. Going back to that, that reference in, in Winter Soldier is, it really confused me when I thought about it. I was right. like, so he's on the radar. So does this, does this origin story happen maybe between Avengers and Winter Soldier, something yeah. like that, or Iron Man 3 and Winter Soldier? And then he's just kind of not around. Do you remember what he, uh, what they say exactly in that reference? Or? They said while he's kneeling, he's talking this, I think after Falcon picked, they threw him off the edge of the, right. the balcony and or the roof up. or whatever. And he says, you know, we keep tabs on everyone. Yeah. You know, so and so, so and so, Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange. Yes. That so was it. I don't know because he makes reference to Bruce Banner, not the Hulk. Yes. He makes reference to Stephen Strange. Maybe there's something about Stephen Strange's past that's put him on Hydra's radar. Right. But it seemed like they were making reference to this is one of the people they want to kill with that right. project that they had, right? Right. And right. with the helicarriers. Okay. Or, or, or if he's just kind of. Everybody in New York thinks he's gone off the radar, but Hydra still knows this guy's around. Like maybe he's on his way to the to see the ancient one. Like yeah, he's out there, but the world thinks he's dead. But Hydra knows that he's still alive. Yeah, it's because in- so it's something that's like concurrent, like through the Winter Soldier, and might you know maybe he's in training for two years, exactly, or whatever, and then he can show up back up, and and then the a lot of the stuff that happens is post Civil War, exactly. So it might be uh, one of these that kind of really kind of trends along the entirety of, of the MCU timeline from Winter Soldier through to after. Right. Or maybe it's even something like they've been keeping track of him during his training. Right. Yes. Right. yes. So you could kill, because you can kill a lot of time with this a training thing. Like it could be like three years later, Doctor Strange reemerges exactly. from this broken man into this. Like I hope they don't do is like three weeks later, Doctor Strange is yeah. now a Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> so it could be yeah. something that they spend their time, like it would be like some sort of montage or something like that. Yeah. 
and they spend their time. So that's actually that's how you could fill that gap. Yeah. And saying, well, we've been keeping an eye on the Ancient One, Baron yeah. Mordo, and Stephen Strange. That's right. Because, yeah, because when you bring up the fact they say Banner and not Hulk, yeah. that uh, that kind of sparked my uh, my interest a little bit more in that idea of uh, Stephen Strange yeah. training throughout that whole time there. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they're going to get into the, this idea of a lot of these? Because there's a lot of the spoken spell stuff. Yeah. Agamotto. Yeah. All the this, Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think they're going to get into that? Or do you think it's going to be a lot of the hand stuff? Or I think I, I think they will go with... Uh, I love like the catchphrases or the the, the, the yeah. babbling to go with the magic because it's you know for kids it gives them something to kind of say too right it kind exactly, of markets yeah. it better so I think they will stick to that rather than just hand gestures I think we'll get a bit of both yeah, yeah. I think I think you almost need that as part of the whole shtick of Doctor Strange right yeah it's like you're reading comics and like half the time you're like I have no idea what this says yeah I'm just gonna make up my own words <laughs> <laughs> exactly it'd be cool if they played on that you know him reading the book and he can't pronounce something and he yeah. messes up a spell and later on you see he masters this yeah. right. So even the um, so the Aya Agamato is one of these things that's always kind of present in the Doctor Strange kind of comic universe and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that was present in the Thor's or Odin's vault. Oh, in Thor one. So it'd be interesting to see if that ends up being, or if this whole movie ends up being focused around another Infinity Stone. Yeah, because you know they're running out of time here that's right. to really show where the other Infinity Stones are. because yeah. they could do something in Infinity War Part One where they're like. Then also just like oh, I know where the other two are that we haven't mentioned, yeah. or however many there are. I think there's six, so there's four that are missing. Ah, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah. just looking at the infinity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's five there. I think there's one on the thumb. Um, but okay, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we end up with another Infinity Stone MacGuffin in this yeah. movie, and whether the Eye of Agamotto or something to that effect is, is actually yeah. an Infinity Stone. Because how many do they have so far? Four, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. So that would make sense if. If one of his um, yes. relics, yes, yeah, so they got Tesseract, the yeah. Loki staff, which is now in Vision's head. Yeah, they've got the um, Star Lord purple one. Yeah, the power gem or whatever it was that's with the Nova Corps, and then they have the um, the Ether. This seems like a logical movie to have another Infinity. Definitely, scene. definitely, yeah. it'd be a big missed opportunity if they didn't. Yeah, because they got to really progress that theme yeah. going through here. So, mm-hmm. so you know, with all of that, so we have this Doctor Strange mm-hmm. trailer. We've got Civil War dropping. In a couple of weeks, we got a lot of information coming out about Spider-Man. Yes. Introduction of Black Panther in Civil War. Yes. I thought we could talk a little about, about where we see the MCU going in Phase 3. Because Civil mm-hmm. War is our kickoff to Phase 3. Yes. And it's really going to be the jumping on point for, I guess, this kind of transition. This changing of the guard almost. Yeah. Right? This new generation of superheroes coming in. So over the next couple of years, we've got Civil War, Doctor Strange this yeah. year. Next year, we got Guardians, Spider-Man, and Thor. Yes. And then the following year, we have Black Panther, yeah. which is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Infinity War Part 1, so that's yeah. May 4th, 2018. And then we got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain yeah. Marvel. Nice. And then we've got Infinity War Part 2, Inhumans, and then three untitled movies after that. Nice. I'm really, really looking forward to Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, and Black Panther. Those are my big three right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, my big ones right now, well, we'll won't count Civil War, but mm-hmm. going forward is Guardians yes. 2, Black Panther, yeah. and then the Infinity War series. Nice. Nice. And again, Captain Marvel I'm really looking forward to, but again, it's, it's kind of hard to gauge on some of these things. For sure. Um, but, you know, when we're looking at these phases, so Marvel came up with this this fantastic idea of building Brilliant. a cinematic universe, yes. right? And so it was introduced, Iron Man 2008, yeah. Iron Man Incredible Hulk. Yes. This is what, and it was funny because on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, they had Team Iron Man and Team Cap on different nights and stuff like that. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. is, is this very suave guy. Everyone knows that he's Tony Stark, like... 
just that, that's who he is. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is who he is. And uh, he made a reference. He said basically, "Yeah, I'm the reason that we have a cinematic universe." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's and he does it kind of playfully in that. But you know, we kicked it off phase one. You know, phase one for me is about origins assembling mm-hmm. and building the foundation yeah, for your building, universe, right? it's all about building yeah and then you have phase two you know to me phase two is in one word so phase one you say is building phase two is expansion yes right it's 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 taking stuff beyond earth with thor and guardians and yeah. we spent a lot of time on asgard and then we get the guardians of the galaxy right mm-hmm. something kind of out of left field at the time oh yeah and then it, with that it's pushing the narrative and to a degree maintaining somewhat of the status quo Yes. Right? It was, we got some of our weakest films mm-hmm. and we got some of our strongest films. With phase three, to me, this is about escalation. Yes. So we're getting different stories. We're getting heroes fighting heroes. Yes. We're getting more on Thanos, who has had three appearances, mm-hmm. very short appearances in, in overall the cinematic timeline. Yeah. In Guardians, Avengers 1, and Age of Ultron. Yes. So they've seeded that villain for, like, we're going to have like 18 movies or something by the time we get to. <sighs> To a full Thanos movie. That's a that's a hell of a box set. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so, and it's really about this culmination, right? Phase three. It's culminating the saga. Yeah. It's also launching the next saga. Exactly. It's it's about seeding for the future while also wrapping up these franchises. So mm-hmm. We're getting Cap wrapping up. We're getting Thor, Thor wrapping, wrapping up. up yeah. Right. We're getting even the Avengers series. Technically, yeah. it's finishing off. It'll be four movies, but it's finishing off kind of what was expected to be a trilogy at some point, right? Yeah. And then we're getting the launching of all these new characters. Exactly. And we're starting to see them early. We got Ant-Man last year. We got yep. Guardians the year before. Mm-hmm. And we're getting Black Panther again this year. He's going to yes. stand alone. We're getting Spider-Man. Yes. There's been a lot of talk over in, like the, in CinemaCon and all this stuff and all the press releases and the junkets that they've been doing for Civil War. Feige's been talking a lot of... People are starting to ask questions, right? People are seeing the light. People are seeing where this is going. Yeah. How this is going to culminate and asking questions like, what happens next? Exactly. And, you know, I can't believe that we're already speculating... This is what we do, yeah. but we're already speculating into 2020, post-Finity <laughs> War. Right. Because this is what we've been driving towards, right? Oh, yeah. And I cannot express how excited I am to see Thanos on screen. Oh, my goodness. And just doing his thing. Yes. Not only is it going to be a culmination of things, it's it's just going to be on such a grand scale. Yes, exactly. And it's going to be very difficult to top. And like at the same time, DC's playing their Justice League, and so yeah. we have a lot of stuff quickly culminating there. Right, um, but this is really like a, like for me, and I'm not trying to be Marvel fanboy, but I'm, it's exactly what I'm, I'm going to be. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the culminating of a lot of a humongous passion project. Oh right? yeah, definitely. And yes, there have been stumbles, and yes, there you know some of the movies aren't as great. You know, like Iron Man three is a bit weaker. Throw mm-hmm. the Dark World's a bit weaker. Yeah, but at the same time, they still progress the overall narrative mm-hmm. and push forward these characters. You know, it's it's at times you have little stumbles on those movies which allowed them to tweak things and then you get a Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. You're getting a Civil War. We got an Ant-Man, right? All this stuff. And, and it's just, they've been able to go in and say, well, this didn't quite work and, you know, we should do this better and, you know, maybe Iron Man is now better as a, like a character that supports other movies. Exactly. Because like, there's rumors alone. that he could end up in a Spider-Man movie. Yes, some degree, exactly. Right? Yeah, him and uh, Steve Rogers. So. Yeah. yeah. And how fantastic would that be? Oh, it'd be brilliant. So next week, we're going to talk all about Civil War. Yes. We're going to talk about the comic book, mm-hmm. the event comic book, and we're going to do some predictions. So that's going to be like a spoiler heavily podcast. And yeah. And again, we're not coming from a direction, so we've stopped watching the trailers, yeah. the TV, TV spots, spots, all, all that. that kind of stuff. So I've stayed far, far away from any of that. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds, you go on any of the websites and there's all kinds of rumors about, you know, who does this and who does that and who was supposed to have a cameo at the end of the film and all that kind of stuff. Stay yeah. far away from that. Yep. So we're going to do a little speculation here. So we'll save kind of 
what we think is going to happen coming out of Civil War. Particularly, cool. like, where does Iron Man characters go after this? Where does Steve Rogers' character yeah. go after this? And stuff like that. And yeah. so next week, we're probably, I know I've teased it for a long time, and those of you who have read Civil War know exactly where we're going yeah. uh, with what I think is going to happen to Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. But we'll save that for next week. With Guardians of the Galaxy, and with this expanding out into the, the cosmos, mm-hmm. and with Black Panther coming yeah. out to the fold, do you think they're trying to set these all these characters up for franchises are we going to lose like what happens when we lose you know chris evans or robert downey jr not talking specifically about their characters in the cinematic universe but just the actors oh the actors themselves yeah yeah do you see a passing of the torch happening you know can we have just a roadie and no actual tony stark iron man yeah because i think robert downey is gonna be around this forever i think so too this, make, so this guy can make a cool 50 mil yeah. of every film he's in. Oh, yeah. He needs to show up for, you know, half the set amount of time because half the time it's in armor and he's exactly. not to be there. Yeah. And he seems to, like, if you follow him on Instagram and stuff like that, he's been throwing out lots of cool kind of Instagram photos and videos. He seems to enjoy doing the press junkets yeah. and being with the camaraderie around the set and being with the other actors and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, what are we going to see? What is what's going to happen to Vision and Scarlet Witch? Yeah. And, how do we maintain this Avengers universe in a in a world where you know the stories are big? Do we go more personal with a Black Panther movie? Yeah. Is, like how how do you think they're going to line up a lot of this stuff to to actually fit into this universe to fit in this continuity? Because there's always this question, right? Iron Man three is a perfect example of this. Yeah. I, and I I have a big huge long theory that I'll go through one day as to why <laughs> Iron Man didn't call up the Avengers and stuff like oh, that okay. during cool. the events of Iron, Iron Man 3. 3. Yeah. But they have to get around this idea, this concept of, well, why didn't Black Panther just call up Iron Man yeah. because he's having issues in Wakanda exactly. with Saw or whatever. Yeah. Right? So it's it's how do you think they're going to build these movies so that they don't run into issues like that? Yeah, it's going to be a difficult choice or path that they set up for themselves. But I think they're on the right start. You know, They're, they're doing a great thing already by giving us Spider-Man, who's a, you know, a younger Avenger pretty sure he's going to become an Avenger. Yeah. Um, they're giving us Ca- um, Black Panther, who's an African-American, so it's going to be my- more diverse. They're giving us Captain Marvel, who's a female, so it's yeah. you know, more uh, just more diverse again than gender. So I really like what they're doing with that. And it's kind of a passing of the torch. You know, Spider-Man's great because he's 16, so he's going to have longevity throughout this whole universe. So that's awesome. I think Chris Evans, whether they kill him off or not, he can play this character for a very long time. Yeah. He's a pretty fit person. Uh, he can he can do this this role all day. Uh, same with uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um, Vision should be no problem because you can CGI him most of the yeah. way. Um, and and like you said, Iron Man will be safe because half the time you just have him in the costume. Exactly. And if you had an old man Iron Man, that'd be cool too. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a lot of this time, it seems like maybe some of these characters will start to take a backseat. Like Captain America will be around. Yeah. But and you see this in the comics sometimes, right? He acts as an advisor. Maybe exactly. Goes on. Maybe they kind of make a new shield outside mm-hmm. of the TV show or whatever. Yeah. Or he, like the new Avengers and he's just kind of the commander. He doesn't go out and do the fighting unless, say, a Thanos threat comes along or something bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And you put these characters to the background so their on-set time is minimized. Yeah. Like, instead of filming for six months, they're filming for two months. Yeah. Something like that. And that's how you could maintain these characters where you have... And we spoke about it last week, about a Bucky or a Falcon taking yeah. up the mantle. So it seems like you're saying it's a real passing of the torch to the new generation. Mm-hmm. With the old generation kind of still there. Still there, present, yeah. But in a very kind of minimized as, as far as how they affect the overall plot... I'm, I'm really interested to see where they take Phase 3 because this is where we're starting to see the big change. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Phase 2 is status quo. We had all the same characters, yeah. expanded a bit. 
know, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, which kind of set out there, but the Thor world extended a bit on the Thor world, mm-hmm. and they're very, they're, I wouldn't say personal stories, but it was a lot about expanding the individual yes. and their own universe as opposed to expanding the whole universe exactly. itself yeah. um, until we got to Guardians. Even Winter Soldier was, I guess it did have the whole knock-on effect to S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. Yeah, which is huge, but still felt like a very uh, contained Captain America story. Yeah. Whereas I think coming out of Civil War, we're going to see a lot of things being affected by that. Divided and everything, which I'm really looking forward to. Do you think they're going to down like, let's say, I know we're getting into some Civil War stuff here, but could they go into like a a secret Avengers sort of thing where, so this is coming out of of Civil War, I think, the comic, which probably should say this next week, but whatever. (laughs) Um, They go underground and there's like a secret Avengers, and so they're kind of not really sanctioned by anyone. Yeah, and they're they're kind of it was like one of Luke Cage's. He was big in that comic. Yeah, Luke Cage, Wolverine. I think Cap was part of that. Yeah, Cap. Yeah, and so it was like these guys were kind of running around in the background doing stuff. And I think because in Civil War we're going to see kind of new Avengers team like this whole concept of a new Avengers. Yeah. So again, it's just changing this different different teams. Yeah. Like that. Which I would really like. That just the title alone, if you could have a, a Secret Avengers movie. Yeah. That just sounds awesome. Yeah it's, yeah, it's incredible. And and it's one of those things, this this concept and this is like embodied in the Avengers comic is is this idea of a constantly rotating roster. Yes. It's not the same people. Like, we shouldn't expect that every single Avengers movie, we see Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, and Cap. Exactly. You know, we're, and we, we're already seeing that, like, with Vision and this new Avengers team. Yeah. But again, we should be able to accept and understand that, you know, as these movies progress through the cinematic timeline, is we're going to see this rotating roster. And, like, how cool would it be we see a Black Panther or a Captain Marvel taking over yes, the team? Yes, exactly. And so that's that's happened. Like, yeah. we, and we've had Luke Cage took over the team yep. for a while, the new Avengers team. And mm-hmm. we've had different, and like, even right now, we have different people in different Avengers books leading these, yeah. these different teams. Yeah. And so how cool it would be to have maybe two different teams, one that's not really on the radar, mm-hmm. one that's doing kind of... You could have even like secret mission or um, off the books Avengers team, yes. doing like black ops stuff. And who else better to do that than Captain America? Exactly. Right? Yeah, that'd and... be awesome. Or the cool thing I was like too is even when you see Spider Man as he's grown throughout the years, he's teaching the young Avengers. Like, yeah. I just because Spider Man's been a teacher in his past in his uh, civilian life, so I think that's a pretty cool idea too to expand on later because they can really take their time with um, Tom Holland's character. Yeah. A lot of these characters, they can just really they can just grow them. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool because yeah, as you mentioned that with Spider Man, is this is the first time they're bringing in like a teenager, right? Exactly into the cinematic universe. And I think yeah. we mentioned that in our previous podcast, and and that's something that we're seeing in the books. The only all different is they have Miles Morales. Yes, they have Miss um, Marvel, Miss Marvel, yeah, and Nova, and Nova. So yeah. they have three really young like teenage Avengers yeah. that are with like your like Thor, Iron, Iron Man. Man. Uh, Vision, America, yeah. Falcon, yeah, yeah, and so it's like, yeah, you get these mainstays, yeah, and then also you're getting these young Avengers, exactly. Which again is a whole another concept that they could plan is this young Avengers. So that yeah. is, I never really read the run, but I heard it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that you have kind of like the school that they had, or not really school, but the base that they had at the end of Age of Ultron. Yes, you see them training people. Right, it's kind of that concept, this young Avengers. So you're taking people that are getting used to their powers and training them to be the next generation. Of Avengers. Avengers yeah. So that could be something you see in Phase 4 is a, a Young Avengers movie. Exactly. Where, you know, maybe Peter Parker takes over as the leader of the Young Avengers. Exactly. Because yeah. he has the experience or whatever. Yeah. And we're seeing people like the Miss, the current Miss Marvel mm-hmm. being brought into the cinematic universe. Yeah. And these like Hulkling and stuff like that. Exactly. Because that, be, that could be pretty cool. Because, you know, it's kind of a thing that they're doing in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Um, Agent Carlson's actually 
Spider-Man's uh, high school principal. Oh, really? But he sends him on missions outside of school. So and they're kind of building Spider-Man to be the ultimate Spider-Man. So he leads a young Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Um, oh, right on. Yeah, White Tiger. It's it's kind of neat what they're doing. So yeah. I, I kind of like to see that concept brought into the cinematic universe. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's really it. Is like we we've got the whole slate for Phase Three. Yes, and you know I think although we know kind of where the stories are going, mm-hmm. and we're building culminating, like I said, into this Infinity War, and it's what's going to happen after. Right. So like we're throwing out concepts of Young Avengers, but because we've culminated with Thanos, mm-hmm. how do you progress your next phase? Yeah, and you know the next big bad exactly. Yeah. Do Marvel go and try to build up another three phases or two phases? You know. Do they try to get the rights back to Doctor Doom? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Or do they do a Norman Osborn? So yes, can that's that, good. Can that be big enough? Can yeah. you? Do you have to match the size and scope of a Thanos Infinity War for your next phase, right? Because, yeah. you know, Kevin Feige stated that it's going to be completely different. It's going to be like a massive comic event, right? Yeah. Where essentially, like, everything's different coming out of it. Nice. I you like maintain that. some threads. And the universe is still there. Yeah. Well, we think it's going to be still there. Yeah. Um, but everything's different coming out of that. And you can see the light on the other side. You know, there's going to be a Black Panther sequel because mm-hmm. he seems to be really well received in Civil War already. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a Mar- the Captain Marvel sequel. There's yeah. going to be another Ant-Man and Wasp. Or whatever, yeah, right? exactly. A Guardians 3 is pretty safe to say oh, yeah. that we're going to have that in a Phase 4. Yeah. So we're going to have familiar characters, but it's it's what sort of overarching arc are they going to have or are they going to do a lot more of these more personalized standalone movies mm-hmm. i can't see them not doing something that ties together yeah but how do you have like um like so the MacGuffin here has always been the infinity stones and building towards something is is how do they reset that right right and because i guess we have the inhumans coming in after too that's right, right. i heard they pushed them back a little bit did they yeah so to slide in ant-man and the wasp mm-hmm. they had to push everything back which includes pushing back black panther as well i think right or no it was maybe the insertion of spider-man right or something right, like that right? right and so it's pushed the whole slate back yeah and so that pushed as uh, in humans out of so i think it switched or it was pushed out of where captain marvel is now so it's outside of the infinity war right so it's interesting because i always thought or in my head a phase ends with an avengers movie but phase two ended with ant-man mm-hmm. it's gonna be curious if phase three ends with inhumans or if phase three ends with infinity war right because when inhumans was before infinity war part two you could see that something like in Infinity War, you have a big Terrigen bomb go off, right? Yeah. And you get all these Inhumans, and then there's an Inhuman movie in between the Infinity War movies right. where you see kind of the rise of the Inhumans, or at least maybe Black Bolt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But with it outside of the Infinity War stuff, is it going to be now completely rewritten and be outside of this this end of Phase Three, this right. Thanos War, right? That's right. Yeah. Or do, you, or do you bring in the Inhumans because the Inhumans are present in Agents of Shield? Yeah. And very minor characters and stuff like that, but there's these like this whole sec of Inhumans, yeah, and they're working with Shield, like this whole Secret Warriors thing. So oh yeah, because the Secret Warriors are in Shield, yeah, right? which yeah, yeah and they're built of primarily Inhumans. Do you think we could see like um, kind of like an AVX but Inhumans instead? Yeah, yeah that could be another big thing. Is yeah, yeah a big battle between. Right. Like, Black Bolt shows up right. and says, you know, we're tired of being mistreated. We're tired of hiding. Here we are. Mm-hmm. And then the Avengers have to go to battle with them. Right, And right. so that could be, like, coming out of Infinity War, your new Avengers go to battle with the Inhumans. That's your first kind of movie. That's how you integrate the Inhumans quite rapidly into the universe. Yeah. And also have familiar faces in there to bring people in. Because out of all of these movies announced, yeah. Inhumans seems like it's going to be the hardest one to market. Yes. Yeah. 
Definitely. Um, because you don't have the familiarity of like a Wolverine or a Cyclops no. or a Professor X or something like that. No. Oh, there's Black Bolt, Medusa, yeah. Lockjaw. And, but people don't know who those characters are. No. Like I know people didn't know who Ant-Man was yeah. and stuff like that. And it's all about the marketing and mm-hmm. bringing in familiar faces as far as actors. So they brought in like um, Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd and, and stuff like that. And, yeah. and even Chris Pratt and the Guardian and stuff yeah. like that. So they have a track record with these out there concepts. But this is even further out there. Definitely. And I know I'm saying like that it's further out there than a tree, a talking raccoon, and two green people, and a, and a, and a sitcom star. But <laughs> yeah, and um, Howard the Duck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, what? I really do like the aspect, or hopefully the possibility of Doctor Doom, because if they get the rights back to Fantastic Four, there's so much they can do. You can have Doctor Doom, then you can have Silver Surfer, and then you can have Galactus, which is just yeah. and that, that's years and years and years and years of this of the franchise. So. I hope they do that. I do also like the Norman Osborn aspect, but I think that work really cool in the standalone Spider-Man if you build this guy up like the Thanos. But yeah. still, like you were mentioning, having that rivalry between um, Tony Stark and Osborn or Oscorp. So yeah, because that's the yeah. nice juxtaposition of characters, and that's a, a good reason to bring Tony Stark into this. Exactly right? is you know maybe Peter Parker is having some issues with them, and he brings in Tony Stark because he knows he has history with them. Exactly, and then you can actually start to weave that Spider-Man universe further back into the MCU timeline without having to do like we're going to revisit some sort of origin of 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 norman osborne you come in and say well tony Stark comes in and says you know well we've had dealings in the past i know you're you know he's a bit of a snake yeah i've never really trusted this guy yeah exactly like that and so you you imply a history there and all of a sudden it's like well okay this is you know very well integrated very quickly into the the cinematic universe yeah because i mean if you have osborne you know keeping tabs of stark and spider-man's relationship being like who's this kid why is he always hanging with tony stark and he pieces it together he's spider-man and so much you can do there yeah yeah and there's there's just you know and again we're gonna revisit this constantly throughout the years that's presuming that we do this for years (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's something even as we go through this after civil war we're gonna we're gonna have a completely different view at the cinematic universe Mm -hmm. because i think coming out of that there's gonna be a lot of changes definitely we'll speculate on some of those next week yeah but it's it's one of those things that it's kind of like this iterative process is as we get little bits of information yeah it's it's going to be more and more important to revisit stuff like Mm -hmm. this and, you know, we haven't really even talked about Thor Ragnarok and the implications yeah, there. Like, exactly. this going to be a Thor Hulk movie. Thor going to make it out of this thing. Right. And how are they going to apply where he is during Civil War? Yeah. We have a lot of information here, but still so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really great to see that, that again, they're continuing to, to push this humongous arc. Yeah. This massive narrative. and. As I look at this slate, you know, and this is something unusual they did when they announced the whole slate, right? Yeah. They usually were only announcing a movie or two at a time. Yeah. And they're doing that at Comic-Cons or whatever. But giving us this whole slate, it gives us a lot more idea of where this could go. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all speculation. Yeah. Right? And we probably might get lucky and guess a few things yeah. right. But at the same time, every time we watch these movies, it's kind of like, whoa, did not see that <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And that's the cool thing is uh, Marvel looks like they have no plans of stopping no. They just want to keep going, and I, I love this universe they're building. And it's something, too, and it's like uh, the aspect of collecting yep. through it, right? All the action figures and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just, and then there's so much content. Like, I also a, a big recommendation I throw out there is, is go out there and get some of the MCU preludes. Yeah. And they do have little backstories and explain certain things. And you see where um, some of the characters from the Incredible Hulk end up. Cool. And so there's one for Civil War. So there's already one out, and I think there's another one dropping this week or next week. 
this again a little prelude so it cool. explains a bit of i think falcon story nice. one of them and the other one explains exactly where the the avengers or the new avengers go coming from age of ultron cool. into the first scene in civil war nice i like that and we talked a lot about, about this with star wars it's yeah. there's little things here and there for sure supplement the universe and build it and it's something that you know as fans you can just kind of chew up and it's yeah. kind of like oh, i know a little bit more and a lot of this a lot of these movies there's little things that they have really no plot impact mm-hmm. but they're little nods to the fans that yeah, pay attention to the fans to it. like yeah. it's like even the thing with claw in age of ultron yes like, to most people he's this mercenary he's just you know a necessary evil to have there yeah. to facilitate a fight yeah right or fa- facilitate a, getting to a certain point but to a lot of us, to comic fans, he's Claw, right? Oh, and yeah. his arm getting chopped off. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. And so that's going to factor into Black Panther movie yeah. eventually. And yeah. so, again, I think we're going to see a lot of seeding throughout this. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it's a little more organic than it has been in the past. For sure. Some of it seems like Age of Ultron's a little forced. Iron a little forced, yeah. Force. But we've got Andy Serkis in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one-shots, do they still do those? Because those are cool little things, too. Yeah. So, no, they don't do the one-shots anymore. So. No. I was reading an article on that a little while ago, and some people were asking, you know, why don't you do the one shots anymore? Because right. there's some really great ones in the early DVDs. Yeah, like the Mandarin. Yeah, the Mandarin yeah. one. So it addresses the issue with the Mandarin, the fake Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, and Sir Ben Kingsley's. There's ones that were used as backdoor pilots to Agent Carter. Oh, okay. And as um, the Shield show was kind of backdoor piloted through those one shots. Well, wow. you know, the early ones were Tony. Like, some stuff that involved explaining some of the post credit sequences with Tony Stark. So it was. Those are really great ways to connect this universe and have little things. And they're talking about doing more of those. Okay. And it was just kind of the sense that they didn't really have a story to tell, so they didn't want to just do something to just do something. Just right? doing it. And okay. so even in those lit, some of the later ones, they had some really cool cameos yeah. of, of characters from different movies, like Justin Hammer's. Yeah, movie. that's awesome. Yeah, I love seeing that. Um, with the Shield, a little off topic, but have they greenlit another season for Shield coming up? And is there a spinoff as well? So there is out? a spinoff called Marvel's Most Wanted. I'm really, really far behind on Agents oh, of okay. right now. Everything's just been consumed with comics and yeah. movies and stuff like that. But So i got to sit and catch up on that. But I know they've greenlit a pilot, which will be Mockingbird. Nice. And this guy Hunter, who's her kind of on-again, off-again boyfriend. Oh, okay. So it's a spinoff from the S.H.I.E.L.D. series cool. already. So I don't know how far that will go. They're good characters, yeah. but they're good in an ensemble right. cast. So I don't know how far that will go. And I don't know if they've announced a fourth season yet. Usually it's a bit later in the season when they right. announce it. But I'd have to look back into that. I'm not oh, sure. Okay. But the stuff I saw early on was really good. Nice. Like the first half of the season is good. And I just haven't watched. I think I've only watched one or two episodes of the since they started up from the winter break again. Oh, okay. Because cool. I know um, Daredevil is, I guess they announced he's kicking off the Defenders. That yeah. That starts soon. Filming, yeah. I think. So the showrunners for Daredevil yes. are doing the Defenders. Yeah. I love so, that. Which is fantastic, yeah. right? These guys have produced two awesome seasons. <laughs> yeah. And I have all the confidence in the world that we're going to get something. This could be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's again, that's another corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is a smaller, more, I wouldn't say obscure, but you know, it's not really referenced in the movies, but mm-hmm. they kind of reference the shows or the, the movies, but kind of really subtly. Yeah. And I'm hoping for a little more integration there. I, I don't know so. if it's going to happen. Just a little bit more. Just yeah. a little bit more. Or yeah. even if the movies can acknowledge the eye, even if it's just General Ross running down a list of heroes they cannot find. Yeah. Who's this guy, Daredevil? Who's yeah. this Jessica Jones? Who's this Luke Cage? And just throw down like a, a book and it's got lists of heroes' names or, or superhumans or whatever you want to call them. Exactly. Metahumans. Metahumans, yeah. And just have their names on there just to be like, okay, Netflix series, we acknowledge that exactly. you're there. Exactly. And everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Matt Murdock, like business card. 
Exactly. <laughs> you know. Or, you know, I heard there's this guy in Hell's Kitchen that's doing a great job or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, there's lots of talk about in Hell's Kitchen about, you know, metahumans or what. I can't remember. Is it metahumans they use in, or is that? I know CW uses metahumans. Yes, it's not metahumans. So, uh, what are they? The Miracle? Enhanced. Miracle? Yeah. What's that? Enhanced, maybe? Enhanced human? I don't know. Yeah. Some of that. Yeah. Yeah, lots of great things to look forward to in Phase 3 here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, going forward here on the podcast. So, next week. Um, we're not sure if Sunday's going to be back yet or not, but we're looking at maybe bringing in someone else to do a little comic review. I know we talked about that quite a bit, but a certain someone. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can make, <laughs> he can make time for us. Yeah, and uh, so I'm hoping that we are able to to get at least three of us here and do. We're going to read through the comic again. It's I think six or eight issues. Yeah, and then kind of go pour through that and go through a review and see what we think. How much they're going to adapt on this and where they're going to take from other parts of the comic book universe. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to give a little bit of predictions there, and all this is kind of. Because in a lot of the parts of the world, like Brazil, UK, the movie's coming out next week. Oh. So they get a whole week before us. So lucky. So it's going to be important. Like, we're going to have to stay off the internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, bye Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so, and because I don't know the post credit sequence is spoiled for me or anything yeah, like that. It'll be like a GIF of something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we're going to do that review and kind of our predictions so that it's out for the global release. Yeah. And then the following episode, we're going to do kind of our convention wrap-up. So yep. hopefully we have some interviews. And then following on for that, we're going to do our big panel review. So we're looking at you, Izzy, yeah. Baron, having a, like a big crew here to do Definitely. a big panel review of Captain America Civil War. Absolutely. Kicking yeah. off Phase 3 here. Mm-hmm. And again, when we do a prediction episode, it's we're not coming at it from an angle of we've seen all the trailers the TV spots we've seen little things we're coming at it purely from the comic standpoint yes and what we think that it's, it's appropriate to adapt into film and what they can actually carry over and what they're going to have to pull from different stories because I'm assuming that this is probably based around Civil War slightly yeah. adapted from it but they've pulled different themes like they're going to be pulling Winter Soldier stuff maybe some different Spider-Man origin stuff yeah, and, yeah exactly and stuff like that so it'll be, it'll be great to see so go out there this weekend and uh, get your hands on Civil War yeah you could pick up the trade I'm yeah. sure like chapters and all these places yeah, yeah. you'll be able to pick up the trade for a reasonable amount of money yeah, flow through that it's a great story yeah. and you don't really it's one of those ones you can kind of jump into if you know the characters from the even if you're not a comic reader or anything like that and you know the characters from the movie universe yes you can kind of jump into this right away it's pretty self-explanatory mm-hmm. somewhat self-contained yeah there's lots of times and stuff like that but getting through the story you you understand it basically cover to end yeah without having to have a huge contextual background because there's a lot of story leading into it mm-hmm. but at the same time it's a somewhat self-contained although it yeah. does contain the whole comic universe but <laughs> again it's it's a it's a large story that feels like you can read it just in the truth. Which is, which is so good because it's hard to come by these days, stories yeah. like that. Great read, though. Check it out, guys. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we've, we've got through some speculation here. Mm-hmm. We'll see what, what we come out on the other end here in, oh, in, yeah. in a couple of years. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it looks like a busy couple of weeks. And then we get into the, the hardcore movie season. Oh, kind boy. Of maze. Civil War is really the kickoff to things. And then, yeah. like we said a couple of podcasts, we're going to get into some other kind of blockbuster movies, Independence Day. Then we get X-Men at the end of the month. Yes, we'll that's do, right. Do some comic stuff. Or at the end of May, I should say. I'm already <laughs> a month ahead of myself. <laughs> But it's, it's going to be lots of fun, and we hope you guys um, are enjoying listening. And again, you can you can get us at uh, hashtag into the nerd room. Yes, yeah. And our Twitters are follow the episode here. And again, I'll, I'll update a little more next week as like exactly what we're going to do as far as our presence at the Calgary Comet and Entertainment Expo. But I'm hoping to have some t-shirts done, maybe a couple of hats. And if you guys can come around the yeah. floor and find us one of the t-shirts, we'll be happy to give you a t-shirt or whatever. For sure, yeah. Um, just be nice for, to meet you guys up there. Yeah. Anyways, for the nerd room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. Thank you for entering the nerd room. Sanjay, where are you? Yeah. Sanjay. Hello, Sanjay. I don't know when he's coming back. He may yeah. never be back. We don't know. We don't know, eh? He's MIA. <laughs>
Sanjay, I texted you like three times today. Where you, where you at? All I want you to do is come and phone on this thing and do the Door Creek thing. Yeah, we need that door, man. Yeah. So come back to us someday. All right, we're out. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts, Tim, Sunday, and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM1912Podcasting and Troy, the boy 87 <laughs> <laughs>